The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. We'll focus for the next while on the All-Ireland Football Championships. It's four cracking quarterfinal games at Croke Park tomorrow and Sunday. It gets underway with Kerry versus Tyrone, then Armagh Monaghan, and on Sunday, Derry Cork, and finally Dublin Mayo. What a lineup! And to go through them all and get their predictions, I'm joined on the line by Mark O'Shea, former All-Ireland winner with Kerry, Michael Foley, sports writer with the Sunday Times, and Conor McCarthy, former Cork footballer. Gentlemen, a very good evening to you. They are some mouth watering clashes there. Michael, I might just start with you because of course four of the teams were in action last weekend in the preliminary quarterfinals and four teams have had a week off. Who does that gap suit? Oh well this is this is always where the reverse engineering comes into play next week. You know, we'll all be experts next week to say, well it was the momentum did the trick or it was the week off the, the guys who won had the time to rest. It's it's really hard to know and I think it probably varies from from game to game. You might look at the likes of you might look at the likes of Armand Monaghan and you might say, Well, Monaghan have had a have have had a have, have had a good run through it but Armad the break might do them good same with Cork Cork have had a very intense run of games Derry might be might be better with the break or will Cork have the momentum and even the same with Mayo I mean you would have said that if Mayo were playing any other team other than Dublin you would wonder would they be able to get to the pitch that they had to get to the big Galway of all teams last weekend so look Ian, it's impossible to know. <laughs> Come back and ask us next week. You'll be a complete <laughs> expert on how all that stuff works next week. Mark O'Shea, is this the draw Kerry would have wanted? <laughs> um, I don't think it necessarily is. Uh, you know, you, you could say the very same with Dublin and Mayo. I don't think it's the draw Dublin would have wanted. But from a Kerry point of view, I don't think it's the draw that Kerry would have wanted, no. I think that... Uh, Two years ago, that Tyrone Kerry were hot favourites in that game, and and Tyrone really put it up to Kerry, and Kerry going down the stretch then without the services of David Moore and David Clifford, huge losses, and you know Tyrone made a real dogfight out of it. And if you look at the Tyrone team now, I mean you've got you've got a lot of the same personnel on that team um, then as there is now but you also have to add in the likes of Derek Hanavan and the rich uh, vein of form that he's in and I mean he's going to take huge uh, uh, like I mean I don't know how Kerry are going to do the matchups for me in this game is going to be fascinating because I mean on one side you have the likes of Tom O'Sullivan who has done a great job on Darren McCurry whenever Kerry have come up against Tyrone um, on the other side then you have David Clifford and it's going to be interesting is it going to be McNamee or Hansi um, and then you've also the likes of Connor Myler who's always done a great job on uh, Paddy Clifford so the big area for me uh, from a Kerry point of view where I would be worried is uh, Tyrone's midfield and that's not to, to, to give out about Kerry's midfield because I think Dermot O'Connor and Jack Barry have in recent games acquitted themselves quite well and have up the ante but for me you know, you're looking at the midfield pairings around the, the country at the moment. And you have to say, with our man, I know we get to them with their midfield. You have to look at Derry with Glass and Rogers. But Tyrone, I mean, Kennedy, Brian Kennedy and Kilpatrick have been in awesome form so far this year. And if Kerry are to win this game, the number one target for them is to stop these two guys from playing because if you can stop the supply of ball into the likes of McCurry, into the likes of Matty Donnelly and especially into the likes of Derek Canavan, 
Kerry will be halfway there. But that's a big ask. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see. It's a very hard game to call at the start of the week. And I was, I was saying this game, I think Kerry have it within their grasp to win this game. But I suppose another area of concern for Kerry would be their bench. Okay, you can say they have Mike Breen, they have Brian O'Begley, who's been hampered with injury this year. They have Stephen O'Brien to come in. But Kerry have only had a two-point return from their bench so far this year, which is a scary stat when you think about it. That couple, then you look at the likes of Carl McShane back in the panel with Tyrone, Joel Goose and Niall Sludden. I think Tyrone have a stronger bench for players to come in and, and finish off the game. So it's a hard one to call, Ian, but it's going to be a fascinating battle. And when that ball is thrown in, be so interesting to see who's picking up who and 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 the the, the tactics that that both managers employ. Connor, that physicality of players that Mark mentioned there, how do Kerry match it, or can they even match it, or they're going to have to adapt to different tactics? Yeah, I, th- I, I think the Kerry physically are all right. I think they're at the pitch of this, and I think given the bunch of players Kerry have, I think this year you'd have expected them to really kick on and start a period of dominance, but. They kind of seem to be ducking and diving a bit in the league and seeing that the league wasn't a priority for them. And that's not really how the dominant teams over the last 10 or 15 years have tended to, to operate. I suppose the enduringly successful teams have gone out to win every game at the pitch and the intensity required was still unearthing one or two new players each year. So it's no surprise they fluctuated coming into the championship given how the league has gone. And I think that the Kerry management will come in under a bit of pressure if they've got it wrong. But having said that, if they ever needed a cause or motivation, um, I think th- this is probably the one for them, having had the opportunity to right the wrongs of 2021. So as a carryman, I can understand why Mark would be reluctant, but I think it actually could be a great thing for them because Tyrone really did do a number on them in 2021 on and off the field, you could say. So um, something that's something Tyrone has been able to do to carry a bit over, over the last 20 years. So Kerry will be able to kind of rectify that. And this group of Kerry players are probably better than this group of Tyrone players and Maybe the only bit that you'd wonder from a carry point of view is, is the full-back line versus the form of Tyrone's inside forward line, as as, um, as Mark was saying. But um, possibly the bit that tips it in Kerry's favour is that Tyrone have been conceding 17, 18 points a game and against Kerry's forward unit, that, that's likely to be more. So if, if Kerry can keep it tight at the back, we'd expect him to come true. With your ear to the ground in Kerry, Mark, how is David Clifford looking? Is he going to last the whole game? Oh, I'd imagine so. I mean, look, he, he's... It's very rare for a player who wins Footballer of the Year to, to replicate that form. The following year, we've seen it down through the years. It's a very hard thing to do, and he, he's defied all logic in that. Um, he's he's in top form. You know, he, any game he's gone out to play, even when Kerry lost to, to Mayo, he's like, I mean, the, the, the scores that he got that day. And what I've, what I've noted about him, and I've seen something similar with Conor Callaghan in Dublin, Kerry reverted to a different style of play against Louth. I, I was it was fascinating really because they put Shawnee O'Shea into the full forward line who hadn't been going that well. And David Clifford, he came out a bit maybe outside the D area. Um <clears throat> no, obviously from a from a defending point of view you'd like to see him coming out, but the long range kicks that he can score you know, there was two of them he kicked outside the 45. And what I was impressed with Kerry that day, they were very slick with their movement of play. Something which Connor alluded to there in the fluctuation in the league, the way they weren't going that well in the league, maybe they were tentative with the ball, not moving it. In the in, in the game against Louth, albeit Louth were a poor opposition, Kerry were very slick with the movement of the ball. They were moving the ball uh, straight. There was no play whatsoever and getting the ball into the inside line quickly. But obviously David Clifford is key to everything that 
that Kerry do. And, you know, if he, you know, when he's on song, he is absolutely unmarkable. So I'd imagine he will come in for serious close attention uh, tomorrow. Michael, looking at the Tyrone Stars and you're looking at the, the brothers Rory and Dara Canavan, they're going to be very important because they're scoring really well and two very exciting players who are really important to this Tyrone team. Absolutely, absolutely. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree when you when, when you think of their dad, Peter, obviously. But I mean, you know, he, like, I suppose making comparisons with Peter is is not fair on them either. Like he was, he was such an incredible, incredible player. But Dara, Dara has been there a couple of years, and you can see that he's kind of taken on a little bit more this year. He's shooting a bit more, and uh, it's coming off well for him. Um, and look, no question, they've been they've been central to what Tyrone have done well in the last couple of games. Um, but look, for me, like I expected Tyrone actually to be a bit stronger in Ulster to be brutally honest I, I expected more from them early doors in the season um, but they have been a bit in and out like you know first half excellent against Monaghan first day out then got caught on got caught on the on, on the line more or less at the end of that game having not played well at all second half and if you look at their group form like they lose to Galway fair enough they beat Armagh which is a good win they could have been gone against Westmead. They were a kick away from being gone. Uh, and the game that got them into this quarterfinal was against Donegal, which was a very good win. But equally, you're looking at Donegal, who have played a few of these teams. And it's, it's difficult to know what kind of farm line you can draw when Donegal are involved because they've had an extremely difficult year in a lot of ways. So in on one level, you're looking at the Tyrone team, the team they've picked in the panel, and you're going, there's a... There's a lot of quality and it's only two years since they won in All-Ireland. So they are capable of, of, of anything. But whether whether they're quite at the pitch they need to be, no better team than Kerry, obviously, to bring the best out of them. But equally, I'd say, you know, to, to what Connor was saying there earlier, like if, if you're coming from a Kerry perspective, if there's any deficit at all in your sort of hunger or, you know, coming back trying to do two in a row is extremely difficult. Like having just that motivation to right the wrongs of 2021, first of all, uh, and then, you know, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the Kerry squad has not evolved hugely personnel-wise. But as Mark mentioned there, there has been little differences just in the way they've been doing things uh, in terms of in terms of where players have gone in the field and things they've been doing. So uh, it's kind of, it's possibly, it's it's a good game for Kerry, I think. Like, basically, to, to, to put it bluntly, is like, if they can't win this game... Uh, I think the prospects of winning an All-Ireland will, will, will be low enough anyway. So they, they're going to have to be thrown somewhere along the way, so it may as well be now. OK, we're going to have to move on now to the game after that, which is Armagh Monaghan. Connor, what do you reckon of this one? Yeah, it's, it's uh, Armagh Monaghan is a strange one because uh, you, you get the impression that Monaghan are kind of extracting every last bit that they can from themselves. Like, you know, and they must be a fantastic team to support, even just the way Carl O'Connell, I know it, it garnered a bit of attention, the way he fell on the ball towards the end of the game. Uh, the last day out is, is brilliant. And then, I suppose, uh, on the other side, Armagh probably seem more capable. Um, but they probably seem the most capable team of a, an emotional hijack as well on the big stage, you know. So um, so this is a really tough one to call. I think uh, probably most people would be saying Armagh. Um, but Armagh to kind of emotionally manage themselves through a quarterfinal, semifinal and final, that's the big question mark which, which hangs over them. Let's move on to Sunday's game, the 145 throw-in. Connor, I'll get your views on this in a moment, but I want to bring Michael in as possibly the neutral on this one. What do you reckon? Well, 
as a Corkman born and bred and I'm not sure <laughs> in the neutral on this one but I'm going to set aside I'm going to very firmly put my professional hat on here um, and uh, yeah look I think it's I mean again no more than Connor just mentioned there about Armagh Monaghan and Armagh probably being the pick for everybody I would imagine Derry is the pick for everybody here but I just have a feeling and again this is with my professional hat on I do think that it's going to be a lot tighter than, than some people might think uh, like again we talk about momentum at the top there and I mean Cork are an absolute momentum team in this competition now they put four big performances together um, they have they have that that I suppose that contain and counter system that is keeping them in games that maybe in other years they would have been gone out the back of long before. So it's going to be it's look they've they've been in quarterfinals the last couple of years as well. So it's going to be obviously it's a big step up for them now to try and match Derry. But equally, I think Derry's form is something that that that, that requires a close look at um, since the Ulster final. Um, whether it's at the level it was this time last year, I'm not sure. The, the panel has certainly evolved. Um, their performance against Monaghan in the Ulster Championship was excellent, but then they were they were bottled up fairly well by Monaghan uh, in in the in the group stages. And how they have developed on through that group stage to now, uh, it'll be interesting to see because people will expect Derry to go up a gear. Whether Cork will allow them to do that or not, will be, it'll be interesting to see. Connor Derry back to back Ulster champions play in their own particular style and a style that's hard to beat. What does John Cleary have to say to the players to get around that style? Yeah, it, it's interesting. I was at the league game in Cork earlier when they played Derry and um, Derry were the better team for large parts of the game but it was really unusual in that it seems Derry this year, they seem to be really good at manipulating the other team into positions where, where the opposition players uh, are out of sync and that's that's on the attack. So Derry seem to be overloading on one side or they seem to be holding a very high line whereby the, the opposition team are dragged really close to goal. So if it does break down, Derry aren't in too much bother. Um, and, and that allows them to flood so many players forward. But unusually, actually, that day in the league, Cork held a couple of players up the pitch because it's just what they generally tend to do. And I know Galway did that last year in the semi-final as well. And Cork didn't really spot us in the league this year. But like if, when it broke down, Cork actually had three players up the pitch and had an empty goal to kick into on a number of occasions. So I think John Cleary, if you, if you think about the cutest J person, you know, and double it, that's what John Cleary is. And uh, I think uh, I think Cork would, would certainly be um, exploiting all available opportunities. And I think the way Cork play, I think there is opportunities to hurt Derry if they can turn them over. But I just think the three weeks now is a massive ask, huge ask for any team. Just um, that's a coming team, and I think Cork are coming back to the top table, um, and they could be there if they get over there on Sunday. You could say they're firmly there already. But getting to the emotional pitch of it and the physical pitch of the three weeks now is going to be really tough. Let's get on to the little matter of Dublin against Mayo. Mark, I mean, we're talking a quarter-final stage against them. But that's all. That's all it is. This surely would have been a final they would have fought. Yeah, well, I think, you know, the fact that it's knockout now, I mean, all this, this the real championship bite has suddenly kicked in and we were playing second second fiddle to the hurling there for large parts of the month, month of June, um, or even late May, but certainly now we're at the business end of the, the football championship and it's great to see these uh, teams, particularly teams with, with good rivalries down through the years. I mean, even like we mentioned Derry Cork, I remember the 93 Derry Cork final, the, the Kerry Tyrone obvious rival, and now the Dublin Mayo rival. And like, you know, the, the teams have been picked. Uh, do, do I read too much into the teams? I don't, because we've seen, even from, the, from a Mayo point of view, being down at Fitzgerald Stadium, Killarney, <clears throat> and the changes that Mayo made before that game. I mean, if I'm looking at the sub-bench, and you've Sam Callanan, 
James Carr in the Hessian, Sean McDonough, Kevin McLaughlin and Killian O'Connor. Now, obviously, Killian O'Connor uh, is going to come off the bench. He had a huge influence last week against Galway. But there's players there that could definitely be starting the game the next day. Um, <clears throat> Dublin look like they have the, their strongest team to date out. And, you know, it's I suppose for me, Dublin has been going in third gear so far this year. And I was at the game in Breffney Park against Sligo. And again, Sligo, very poor opposition. They only kicked four points in the first half, three in the second half. But it was the general sloppiness of Dublin's play in the first half. I, I can remember Brian Howard kicking one ball over the sideline, James McCarthy giving two balls away, which you would never see happening. Um, Brian Fenton, you know, giving possession away. The big thing for me, though, that I really noticed was how Dublin went up the gears in the second half. Now, they really went after the Sligo kick-out. They absolutely suffocated Sligo. And Sligo inevitably had to go long. And there was Brian Fenton tapping the ball down to a Dublin player, be it Kilkenny, McCarthy, whoever was there mopping it up. I can see something similar the next day. I think Dublin are going to go after Reap. I think they're really going to challenge um, that physicality that Dublin have out in that middle-eight area. You've John Small, you've James McCarthy, Brian Fenton, Brian Howard, Kieran Kilkenny, Bugler, big strong men, and I think that they're really going to go after Mayo. But look, we've known with Mayo, you can never write them off. They're a team that, for me, you know, they, they've 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 been so, I suppose, up and down like a yo-yo, and we know they have what it takes to win games. And if Mayo were to win this game, I wouldn't be surprised. That said, I think that. Dublin are just hitting the, 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 the right beat at the right time and I think they're going to move up in the gears. I think it's going to be a really tight game because, I, you know, I, I'm looking at Mayo, I'm looking at the likes of Tommy Conroy, Rhino who Jordan Flynn, these fellas have been electric in, in the championship so far. David McBride, the goal he got last week against Galway, the way he ran up the field, took the ball, Abe Noshea in previous years would have probably gone for his own score. He laid it back to McBride and the composure McBride had. So Dublin will have difficulty with that running game of Mayo's. But that said, I still think Dublin have it within the, the tank to go up the gears. They brought Mannion back. He's still only on the bench. They brought Cluxton back. You know, they've brought McCaffrey back. They've Pat Gilroy uh, on, on the sideline, part of the backup backroom team. This is Dublin really going after this All-Ireland. Uh, some fellas going for their ninth All-Ireland medal, which is incredible. I expect them to go up to fourth or fifth gear. And if they do that, I think they'll just have an off in. Michael, that strength and depth of Dublin, can Mayo match Does the bench come into play for Mayo? Is there enough power there? Oh, big time, big time. Some of the names that Mark mentioned there, I know they would, they would have come off the bench uh, in Salt Hill last weekend, made enormous impacts in the Hessian. You mentioned Killian O'Connor, obviously. Like, And again, these these teams that they've named are pure discussion documents. Like, There's nothing na- nailed down at all about these. Uh, even looking at the Dublin team, I'd imagine there'd be at least one or two changes to, to, what, to, what, we've been, to what we've been offered this week. But yeah, like, I mean, the, the bench is going to be huge. I mean, to my mind, like, you know, Mayo as a squad, they probably have the most even squad of the teams that are left in terms of seven to eight out of ten performers right across the board, interchangeable. If they're all on form, it's 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 tremendous. What Dublin have, I suppose, they have the nine out of teners that that maybe Mayo don't have. Your Brian Fenton's, your your Connor Callahan's, Kieran Kilkenny. But as Mark says, we're kind of waiting for. Dublin to ignite so we're either watching and again we'll be all be experts about this next week but we're either watching a team slowly grinding to a halt or a team perfectly timing their run to an All-Ireland and that's the other thing about this season because of the group stage because of the new format no one really knows you know 
we're not really familiar with the rhythm of this thing and, and how, how fast or slow you should be going at any stage of the season. Uh, it'll only be afterwards we'll be able to look back and go, yeah, 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 sure, Dublin timed it perfectly or no, they were never quite right and so on. So it's it's really intriguing from that. But yeah, it's going to be, look, it's going to be a 2021-man effort for whoever wins it on Sunday. Cracking, it's, great, it's great matchup. Cracking weekend of action. And Matt will be reviewing it all on Monday evening. Michael Foley, Conor McCarthy and Mark O'Shea, thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.